I go hard, cuz. Hey, y'all. Hope you guys are doing good today. Oh, my gosh. There's so much going on. So sorry I'm running behind. Let me make sure y'all can hear me. Let me check my screens real quick. Okay. Yep. There it goes. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Y'all can see and hear me. I hope everybody's doing good. Um, child. How many parents right now in the chat? Put a teacup. If y'all have to find your own way for your child to get to school, because there's no bus drivers. So usually like my, my youngest finds different ways to get to school. Cause a lot of times I'm asleep when he leaves. But now it's raining. He has no rides. So I'm trying to coordinate stuff. Child, oh, my God. This damn supply chain shortage of everything is crazy. Oh, damn. Look at all them damn teacups. Yeah, it's there's no buses. There's no buses around here. There's not enough buses. One school I hear, the principal is playing bus driver. It is insane. So I was trying to figure out a way to get him from school to home because I was going live right at the same moment that he wasn't able to find a way home because it's like storming. I don't want him to ride his bike. So it's, gosh, it's a mess. Okay. So anyways, I hope you guys are doing good. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only parent. It, I've never seen nothing like this ever in the history of damn schooldom where there's not enough bus drivers, you know what I'm saying, to like basically get these kids to and from school. It's insane. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'll probably have to go pick him up after if he can't find a ride, but I was trying to coordinate some stuff, so that's what took me so long. Um, let's see here. So I hope you guys are doing good. I got I to gotta get on these stories. There's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about it. Let me read this super chat really quick. Somebody dropped $50. And Gozi, thank you so much, sis. She says, hey, sis, from another Mr. Love You, and I had to catch the playback. Thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Toy Toy Rock says, ooh, T, looking good as fuck per usual. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, Dorian Brooks says, with all the mandatory vaccine talk, I'm learning how to code. I got my good money. And fulfill my childhood dreams of becoming a web developer. That's what's up, Dorian. Congratulations. That's what's up. So, yeah. So, oh, God, there's a fly in here. Child, there's too much going on, okay? Just way too much. Leave me alone. Okay, so we got to talk about this Karen Civil situation. Folks have been hitting me up all weekend to talk about this. I've been knowing about the shady shit that Karen Civil has been accused of. And what was so funny, because I've never talked about any of this stuff publicly or on YouTube. I don't even make videos on her. But one of them, um, somebody had DM me that I had, I had, I think it was a conversation I had with some of my mods. And a lot of people tend to ask me why I don't deal with a lot of people on social media in general. You know, YouTube, social media personalities and stuff like that. And I was just explaining to them um, that the social media game is very dirty, very cutthroat. It's no different than like the record industry or any of these shady industries. You have everybody trying to fight to get to the top. I'm not about that life. I I'm cool right where I'm at with my audience. I'd rather have a bunch of hardcore, regular people supporting me than trying to do just all types of bullshit to have blue check marks and to have, you know, certain people support me and support my brand. Because it's honestly the regular folks that make, you know what I'm saying, that that 
those are the ones who are going to be there for you in the long run. When the celebrities ain't paying you no mind, when they turn their back, when they move down to the next hot thing. And so I've just never been interested in any of that shit that a lot of people have going on on social media. But that doesn't mean I'm not in the loop and I don't know what's going on. So let me go ahead and share y'all this screenshot. This was between me and one of my mods. Um, she has sent me this message when everything was going viral. So I'm going to show this to y'all real quick. Okay. So she sent me this Saturday and says, remember when you mentioned this, but you ain't tell us who? And this was about, you know, she had sent a screenshot of the Karen Civil stuff when all this stuff was going viral. And so I said, yep, I've been known that Karen, I've been known about that Karen Civil tea for over two years. All these folks are a backstabbing mess. So again, I talked to a few people about things, but I never mentioned people's names because I'm the type of person, I don't want you to make your opinions based off of other people off of me. There's plenty of people I don't like and I can't stand on fucking YouTube, right? But th those are my interactions with those people. I'm never going to come on here and necessarily blast them or be like, I don't like this person or this person does this and this and that. I keep it to myself. I may talk about it, but I'm not going to mention names, right? So that was like that situation when I was just kind of telling them how cutthroat stuff is behind the scenes. But I don't mention names. Hey, can you get your brother? I didn't know you was, he's at school, but it was raining. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, I didn't know you was coming home. I thought you were still at work. I'm live streaming. Okay, all right, thank you. Okay, final ride, yay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go to mommy mode. I see my oldest pulling up. <laughs> go get your brother. <laughs> He's off work. But um, anyways, so it's just, it's been a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But like I said, I never mention names because I don't want people to form opinions based off of my interactions with certain people or just certain things I've been through behind the scenes I technically don't talk about. So it was just funny that that person remembered that I was telling them about how cutthroat people are and folks hacking people and folks doing dirt to other people, but I never mentioned the names. So, but like they always say, everything that goes on in the dark eventually comes to light. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just very interesting how now she's being blasted by so many people. But what's funny is that she was blasted several years ago by Cameron. If y'all don't remember, Cameron was one of the first celebrity people to blast Karen Civil. Now, I don't follow Karen Civil. I don't go on her website. I don't check for her like that. I first came to hear about Karen Civil was during the whole Little Wayne thing. When Little Wayne was locked up in Rikers, she set up some website. And so she would read letters from Little Wayne. So that's how a lot of people on social media got introduced to her. But a lot of New Yorkers knew her because she worked, you know, she did things behind the scenes in New York. So a long time ago, Cameron got upset because she was on Tax Stone's podcast and she was basically talking about how Cameron got punked out of his parking spot by Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z made Dipset leave and all this other stuff. So Cameron was really pissed off about the situation. He said the story was all cat. And so let me see if I have the video. I don't even have had the video. But basically, he went in on Karen Civil and, you know, blasted her to the world and told everybody that she stole money from not only him, but other Dipset associates. And so he was blasting her way back then. I'm trying to see if I can find, because I don't have the clip up. 
But I'm trying to see if I can find where Cameron was saying this. Okay, let me pull up Cameron's Instagram. Because basically he kind of came back and was doing like a I told you so. You know what I'm saying? Showing his old receipts when he went in on her. Because now other people are blasting her as well. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. Give me just a second. Okay, where's all my screens? I got so many screens up dealing with this Karen shit. All Karens aren't white. <laughs> we, got, we got a Haitian Karen out here wilding out, honey. Okay, so this is what Cameron wrote over the weekend. He said, are y'all going to apologize to at Mr. Cameron or just act like it never happened? LOL. He says, black Twitter after defending Karen Civil and saying Cameron just hated black women. Then finding out she finessed all these people. So Cameron says, for those that don't understand, I told people Karen Civil been robbing people. They said I was lying. Now she just lost a court case to another female. And now they say Karen is foul. When I said it, I was hating. She also robbed Jordan Lucas for the same exact amount. And she did my guy, the, um, the real Duke A-God for 60K. What a coinky dink. So that's what he wrote the other day. Then he showed here. Um, let's see here. Shake my head. I was broken down to my last leg, bro. That 60K was literally my last effort to help me get on. And you stole that from me when my son was born. The media protects you, but wrong is wrong. At this time, I had like 5K followers. What you thought I wasn't going to pop at Karen Civil? So that was a, a excerpt from Jordan Lucas going in on her. And then... There was some more stuff here while Jordan Lucas talking. He says, I'll never forget the day you went on vacation with my money and then picked up the phone. And when I called you because you went ghost, you flat out told me, stop calling me. I'm on vacation. You know how long I've been waiting to do this? I've been hating you for many years, bro. And then this was the court case between her and Jessica Wu. Karen Civil lost this court case. So it's been a lot going on with this Karen Civil situation. So not only the beef with Jessica Wu, uh, Jordan Lucas, Cameron, uh, it's now also being reported by Hollywood Unlocked that she also scammed some Haitian foundation. They're blasting her about this shit. Let me go ahead and show y'all this. So this person says, I really want to join into this Karen Civil conversation as the person who invited her to Haiti for the first time in her adult life. I don't know about her younger years, though a nonprofit org for which she signed to be an ambassador through which she tried to thoroughly profit. And then she says, I'm posting this because this is regarding Haiti and the misuse of Haitian organizations for personal gain. So this is what this woman is saying here. Hollywood Unlocked says, after being caught out by Jessica Wu and others, it's happening again. This time, Karen Civil is being accused of using a charity organization out in Haiti for her own personal gain. So, I mean, she's just getting blasted more and more. So this person bought receipts and things like that. So you guys can go on there and go check it out. Um, here she is wearing the shirt for the organization. So it, it's a mess, everything that people are accusing her of. Um, so let me, I want to go ahead and play you guys some audio. So it went down basically on Clubhouse this weekend. Not only did Jason Lee, who owns Hollywood Unlocked, 
He's he basically came out three days ago talking about his issue with Karen Civil, basically blasting her. At one point in time, they were friends. They were very close. And they had posted a story about Karen Civil owing somebody several thousand dollars. Karen Civil got upset. And so she was telling Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked to take it down. He refused to. And then soon after that, you guys remember when Hollywood Unlocked just disappeared from Instagram and they were gone for months. And I had heard this already through the grapevine that he was hacked and that Karen Civil was behind it. So I guess Jason Lee finally decided to just speak openly about the situation. So he talked about it on his live stream. A lot of people knocked him and accused him of, you know, being a colorist and once again, attacking black women. And, you know, people sent me the video, want me to do commentary on it. I chose not to because honestly, he wasn't lying. So, you know, but it wasn't my place to really talk about it. So I just sat there and sipped tea, but I knew he wasn't lying because I heard this story long ago. But then more and more information came out and it was just like, at that point, it couldn't be ignored. Also, Nipsey Hussle's family um, or his management team, they were also blasting her on Clubhouse. So it was a lot of conversations that went down on Clubhouse. It was crazy. So let me go ahead and just read some of these super chats real quick and I'm going to go and play you guys the audio. So give me just a second here. Um Savannah sent five. She says, T, you've been on for five minutes. There's 5,000 people in here watching. Can we get the lights up? Yes. Now we're up to uh, almost 7,000 people watching. Please hit the like button. And thank you so much, Savannah. I appreciate you. AG sent 1999, uh, excuse me, says Karen Civil is the black Karen, a.k.a. La Karen. Love you, T. Love you, too. And thanks for coming through. Um, Jessica J says on the plane about to take off. Just wanted to show love to the discord family. Thank you so much, sis, and get to your destination safely. Thanks for coming through. TJ sent $10 says T there's a lot more behind the scenes. My friend interned in a social media department at NYU. She was forcing them to write negative and positive comments about artists. Oh yeah. I believe it. Just like I, only a few people know this backstory about how my channel was getting attacked. And I'm not saying it was anything she did, but there's a lot of just crazy shit that people do and get involved in to try and take you down, you know, especially as you're growing. And that's the part that's really disgusting. Remember, Meek Mill said it a long time ago, and I did a video on it, that Karen Silva was paying blogs, you know what I'm saying, to write disparagingly about him and uplift Nikki that she paid a lot of blogs to write certain stories to make Nikki look uh, good and make Meek Mill look bad. So yeah, they do a lot of stuff like that. And you know, the saddest part is that these people are making money hand over fist, but they will sit there and use the interns for, to do you know unpaid interns. And it's insane. It's like, they're not even paying the people that they're having work for them. They're just getting college students and things like that. I have bloggers who work for me for years and every blogger was paid because I understand your time is valuable. And if I'm asking you to do something on my behalf, I should compensate you for that. So I've always found it very interesting when these big people who have money to showboat and, you know, they're this and they're that and they're rubbing shoulders with this person, that person, they use interns to do all their dirty work. They don't even pay them. So it's, it's sad. That's why a lot of these interns be talking. Child, is the whole blog community calling me today? Y'all gonna have to text. I'm gonna say what I gotta say so y'all can stop calling. Y'all watch the video. 
Um, but a lot of people have things to say about this woman. Oh, I wish this fly would move. Oh, I hate when flies. We've been moving stuff all weekend, so a few flies got in here, and it's in my office. But um, so let me go ahead. Oh, hold on. I got a $100 super chat. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even see this. Jonathan DeLago, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate you. They sent $100. Thank you so much for the support. Um, let's see here. TJ sent 20. Okay, I just, oh, just another one. Okay, she says, T, I can remember when chicks were coming for you. Now, look, God don't play about his people. We need a surviving Karen Civil along with her associates. Thank you. Oh, yeah. But you know, like I always said, that's why I'm grateful for my for my core audience. You know what I'm saying? The, the fair weather idiots who believe lies and, and, you know, insecure bitches, they were going to leave anyways. You know what I'm saying? But my core audience helped me down because I have integrity and people who've been with me from day one know how, know how I get down. So when they saw the lies, they didn't pay no attention. They knew it was bullshit. And three years later, I'm fine. I don't have a bunch of bullshit trailing me and a bunch of nonsense. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the people who have just always helped me down and supported me. Because again, when you're so busy trying to step on people to get to the top, remember those that you step on. Because the same way you got up there is the same ones that you'll be seeing on your way down. You know, so I feel like people should always go out their way to treat people right and to do the right thing because it, 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 it just lasts a lot longer. That's why I don't engage in a bunch of bullshit. You'll, you'll have people who want to kick up dust and, you know, start mess. I pay them no mind because I'm not going to sit there and, and play into people's antics and, you know, social media beef and drama. I don't got time for that. I come on here, do my thing with my audience and I keep it pushing. Um, so thank you so much, TJ. I, I appreciate you and everybody who just saw through the bullshit and just, you know, what I'm saying stay supporting me. And, you know, we're going to keep on going to the top, honey. So let me go ahead and play you guys. There's two audios. They came from Clubhouse this weekend. So one is of Karen Civil and Joyner Lucas. So they're going back and forth. And Joyner is basically speaking his mind. He's finally being able to get this all off his chest after all these years. She's trying to dismiss this like, oh, it was so long ago. That was in 2015. But, you know, when you spend your money... And you have nothing to show for. And that was a lot of money, $60,000. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's more than what some people make per year. So he's very upset. So let me go ahead and play you guys this video really quick. And then the next one I'll play you guys is the whole Jason Lee situation. Let me make sure I have this up here. Okay, here we go. Hold on. I have so many different programs that play stuff. Let me make sure it's on. Okay, there we go. All right. So let me share this with y'all real quick. Okay, so here's the audio. And don't fuck with me. Maybe somebody I, I gave a $2 tip to instead of a 10 to do whatever else. Like that shit is fucking corny. When I met that you the first corny. time I met you, I met you through Sky Zoo, and I never ever seen you in person. Never. I talked to you through the phone. I talked to Sky Zoo. I heard about you through Nip. I heard about you through this is around the time Nipsey did his hundred dollar mixtape shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, Karen's the way to go. At the time, I was fucked up. I had an investor. He done already kicked up so much money, and the only thing that I had left was a little bit of bread that we had left. 
in which we chose to hire you. And that was a big decision on our behalf because I, that was all that was really Wait, left I'm, in the budget. I'm, I'm sorry, who am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, Joyner. This is Joyner. Okay, this cool. is Joyner. Okay, cool. That's all. That's all that was really left in the budget at that time. That was 2015. You keep saying it was seven years ago, but that was a big time in my life. My son was about to be just born. My back was against the wall. I had an investor who kicked up hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, on behalf of me. And at this time, you know, hiring you was like our last ditch effort to really do something. And I really believed in the name Karen Silver. And, you know, just 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 reading the publications and talking to Sky Zoo, Sky Zoo co-signing like a motherfucker. Yo, that's my girl. Yeah, yo, Karen's the real deal. Yeah, 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 that's my homie. And I kept telling Sky, like, yo, you short? You sure this is your girl? Like, you sure you trust me? He was like, yo, nice you're going to have a problem. Trust me. I said, all right, bet. So we reached out to you, and you had put together a little memo. We talked about it. You agreed to do it. That included blog placements for song releases, um, delivery of digital uh, short creation stories, facilitating interviews with media publication, building fan engagement articulated social content capture, red carpet event opportunities, iTunes, um, beat music productions, radio interviews, acquiring booking agents, show openings, all that shit, right? And at the time, that was that was everything. It was like, word, finally somebody that's going to help us because I ain't know nobody that can help us. I'm from motherfucking Worcester, Massachusetts, and I'm, I'm out here in Boston. Ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know the first thing to fucking do to get on. So I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying, align myself with somebody that's already in the game doing it, this person going to take me under their wing. You name your price. Your price was 60K, whatever the fuck it was. It was like, bet, let's pay that. I told my investor, let's pay that. This motherfucker said, you sure? You sure you want to pay this woman? You, you, I said, Skazoo, say you know her. Let's pay her. Mind you, like I said, my son about to be born. So I said, fuck it, let's go. We paid you. I remember going to the bank. We went with Skazoo. We walk, I walked in to the bank with the nigga. I, I'm involved in the whole fucking process. I'm watching the whole shit go down. As soon as he sent that bread, I was happy as a motherfucker. I said, word, Karen Simmons, nigga, I'm telling everybody back home and shit, nigga, I'm about to have Karen, because all I see is a perception, Nitsy, you know, everything else that you're doing, I'm like, word, finally, somebody about to come up, somebody about to come help me, save me, you know what I'm saying, and finally I'm about to do something. I don't give a fuck what it is. If she gets me some shows, if she whatever, just take me under your wing, put me on some blogs, something, because I ain't have shit popping. I had a music video I was working on called Ross Cappuccione. As soon as that money was paid, you know, we had like a conversation on the phone. Everything was peachy on his phone call. He was like, yeah, we're going to do this, da 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 You know what I'm saying? I'm like, word. I felt real good. As soon as we hung up, we didn't really hear shit from you. That was it. That was really it. And every single time I try to reach out to you, you talking to me like I'm practicing. That's not why I got you. I felt like you sold me a fucking dream. And then you stopped answering my phone call. Mind you, I got a son on the way. And this is all I got. You feel me? So I'm real fucked up now. And then you, every time you answered the phone, it was like, nigga, what you want type shit. Like, you're like, I'm bothering you. And then I noticed you said some shit on your tweet, like, or, or, or the shit that Shade Room posted, your little letter and shit, where you was like, oh, you know, Artists think they have 24 access to you. Motherfucker, if I like just handed you 60K and I had access to you before, I should have access to you now. I can't talk to you? 
Who the fuck you think you? I can't have a conversation with the person I just handed sixty k to her account. I don't know who the fuck you paid or what you didn't get no breakdown. Hold on, I'm gonna let you speak. I'm gonna let you speak. I'm just kidding. I got you. I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with letting somebody else talk. Hey, hold on, wait. Shut the fuck up. Hey, look, I'll shut the fuck up with somebody else talking. I will say shit. Allow him to finish. Yo, if somebody else, if she when Karen's trying to talk, I promise I shut the fuck up. I won't say nothing. Go ahead, bro. You good? Go ahead, bro. You good? You good? Go ahead, bro. So like, yo, she's saying a lot of shit. Like, yo, artists think I, you know, we're supposed to have twenty four hour access. This is where you fucked up, in my opinion. When you sent this voice memo, I mean, this deal memo, you never broke down what exactly you were doing with the bread. It was like it was all going to you, and whatever you decide to do with it, what you decide to do with it. And we put a lot of trust behind that. I didn't even question what you did with the money. Whatever you choose to do or whoever you choose to pay was a trust situation that I felt like you knew what the fuck you were doing. If I thought you was about to go pay for some mixed shows and radio, I would have never did that shit. I, that's not what I needed. I didn't want that shit. I needed you to come through, put your fucking arm around me the same way I've seen you put your arm around Nip. And I had those conversations with you on the phone. Well, I said, yo, the same shit, when you put your arm around Nip and all these different things you're doing, I look up to that shit. That's what I need from you. That's what I want. That's what I'm paying for. And everything was cool. We're on the same page. And now all of a sudden it's woo, woo, woo. I can't do this. I don't know what niggas expect from me. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what are you talking about, bro? And then you didn't answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? Every time I hit you, it wasn't answering the phone. And now you also, I try to have a conversation with you. Where the fuck was my conversation seven years ago when I wanted to have one? When I'm in the fucking slums, in the back alley of my old fucking 132 Dewey Street apartment, bro. Where was my conversation when I was calling you and my son was about to be born and I didn't know what the fuck was about to happen when you was on vacation and you told me, don't disturb me while I'm on my fucking vacation. Where was my conversation? I didn't get no fucking conversation, did I? So why the fuck do I want to hop on the phone with you and, and hear you out now? Now I gotta hear you out for you to be like, hey, Joiner, what's the problem? Why you feel like this? Oh, now. So, now. So, that's how I feel, you heard? That's how, that's how I feel. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be hype. I, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. I'm just, I got a lot of emotions from stem from back then that's that's coming up. You feel me? And I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. How would you want Karen to correct the situation with you and her? How would you want it done? No, I, I want to. Can I answer that first before he answers this? Yes. Can yes. I answer? Can I? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Who is that? This is Peter. Peter. Okay. Cool. Let me answer this first, Jordan. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you in neutral tones. So I get what you're saying. The disrespect of everybody else. Let's not do that to one another. Nah, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm, I'm just saying my voice is it's only. It's be, not to be disrespectful. So I can yell at you. I just have a lot of passion on what I'm saying. And then I don't want okay. you to take it like that. It's not, it's okay. not to that. I just, you feel okay. me? So okay. uh, I got that. So I'm going to say this to, to, to answer, to answer your questions and to answer what you just said. I had conversations with the Sean still work with you. Yeah. He still okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Sean and I had plenty of conversations. I've sent Sean emails. I, I literally still have these emails pulled up. For May twenty May twenty second two thousand and fifteen, I had to literally go back and look for for the people that I brought up, the people that I brought upon on your team. The same way you said, Ken, I didn't know you was doing all of this. Whoopie whoop! It's a conversation I had with Sean. I know you need certain things. The area you were from, you told me I got radio and I got city on lock here. Cool. 
So when it comes to interviews, when it comes to certain things, I paid out, I paid a radio person for that to help with that, a PR person. So, and then- Can you show me context, that? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, can you I show can. me that? Please. Yeah. Show me that. Okay. That's all I want to see. Just show me it broken down. Just that's it. Okay. No, that's fine. But let me finish. So then when, when, when I guess you made a comment yesterday, someone sent it to me today, even let's go back. So when you got upset, when you got upset and you made your comments on, on social, I'm like, where is this coming from? I called Sean and that's where you got them through Texas. You put half the Texas from, I called Sean. I said, Sean, what is happening here? I know the last conversation you did say to me, you said, Karen, I have to fucking get on. I got a baby coming. I got my woman. This shit needs to go. I said, yes, I understand. I got you. I understand. But at the same time, this is not something that happens overnight. I know that. You went on, wait, wait. Come on. I'll let you go. Yeah. So then so then you went on Twitter the first time. You were upset. She took this and did it. I called, I called Sean. I had the call recorded. I said, Sean, what's up with this? He said, nah, he's upset. He's enraged, Karen. He just had his baby. He's going to take it down. He's just upset. Like, he just really, like, you guys got to talk. You guys, I said, nah, at this point, I don't like this. And this is coming from a point of, like, I said, why is it okay that folks can be disrespectful online and we have to have these quiet conversations? I said, I want to get back on the phone with him. But why are we getting back on the phone after this? I said, this is messy as fuck for no reason. He said, nah, I'm going to tell him to apologize. I said, tell him to say this. If he, if he wants something to say to clean it up, here you go. We get back on the phone. And that's the little portion of the conversation you're showing. So even, even I'm thinking. All right, I got to come back on the screen. It's, it's, it's the gaslighting for me. Um, let me keep it real. Cause I, I listened to this and thank you for the tiny violins. Cause after a while, that's just what it was. It was a lot of tiny violins. Um, she was doing a lot of gaslighting. Okay. And then I don't like when women play this game when a man is upset and there's a difference when somebody's being passionate and they're upset because you wronged them. And then all of a sudden it's your tone. Why are you getting hype? You're disrespecting me. You're yelling. And it's like, literally y'all are on the phone. It's not like he's in your face and he's about to punch you. Relax. Let him speak. All the gaslighting. I wasn't feeling that. But, but can we have a real conversation? Because I think this is what people are not. This is a conversation that people are that I'm not seeing on social media. OK, looks like my melanin came back. All right. Thank you, YouTube, because it was looking super funny when I first came on live. OK, great. Y'all know how YouTube be fucking with my shit. So this is the conversation that folks are not ready to have. OK, is no one else bothered by the fact that this is nothing but modern day payola? Or am I reaching when I say that? To me, this whole situation is nothing but moder a modern day version of payola, okay? That because he was able to get a hold of a Karen Civil because of whatever connections he had, he was able to pay her 60 grand and she was supposed to get him popping, all right? How is this any different then when people were sliding money to DJs and saying, hey, play my record, play this and get me hot in the streets. Because as we know, the more you listen to a song on the radio, the more you're like, well, damn, who's that person? Let me go find them out. All social media has turned into nowadays is nothing but modern day payola. And let's keep it real. As bad as I feel for, for Jordan Lucas, I got to keep it real. The reason why he's upset 
not only did he lose 60 grand, but he didn't pop. And that's just part of it. It's no different than when you pay somebody for advertising, right? So let's say you send me $3,000 and you want me to shout out your you know, your, your, your coffee mug line, you know, you got these coffee mugs, my fees, three grand, you send me three grand, maybe, maybe let's say 500 of my tea sippers, they go out and buy your coffee mug, right? And you've made money. I've made my money. It was a success, but then it could be another situation where I shout out that same coffee mug and maybe only two tea sippers go out and buy it. That is the that's the dice that you roll. That's the game that you play. I don't know. People don't understand this. Remember that happened to that woman who paid. Was that her name? Jada Wada. She was busy paying all these influencers and then she was upset because nobody was buying her lipsticks. And then she tried to blast them because she had paid Jada like 10,000. She paid Ari like 10,000 and then she didn't make the money back. And it's like these just because you got an influencer shouting your shit out, you know, what I'm saying does not mean that people are necessarily going to go run to it or go buy it. See, what he thought is because, yeah, little baby's girl. Yep, his baby's mother. He thought because Karen Silver was going to put that stamp and that co-sign on him that that would automatically get him popping and the audience would gravitate towards him. And nobody gave a shit. He ended up blowing up on his own in his own way. So sometimes being seen next to somebody, it's not, you know, it, it could have an effect. It could make you pop or some people just don't care. And I think that's the real crooks of the matter is that he's upset because he spent that money and there's literally nothing to show for it. I don't, I'm not going to say that Karen didn't do her job because she might've, you know, ran publications and, you know, put them on here and put them there. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the, the back end of the receipts. So she might have did all that, but at the end of the day, it's for the people if they want to rock with you or not. And it seems like that's where the ball fell. And let's keep it real. They were both embarrassed. He didn't want to talk about it way back then because he says he didn't want to be blackballed. He didn't want people to judge him. And she didn't want to talk about it. Why? Because let's keep it real. It would make her look bad as a so-called strategist, PR person, manager, whatever the hell her title is. I really don't know. Because when I Google it, it says everything but PR. But people have given her a lot of titles. So think about it. If somebody paid you 60 grand and you weren't able to make them pop, are you going to go shout that out to the world? I made 60 grand, but I didn't help them get, you know, popping. No, people only brag about their successes. You get what I'm saying? Just like on Instagram, people only show you a highlight reel of their of their best life. Nobody's on Instagram showing you when they're sick and, and hungover and not feeling good or coked out their damn mind. So that is the thing. Neither one of them were willing to speak about this back then because one, it made Karen's brand look bad because she wasn't able to get him popping and he was embarrassed because he paid the money and it wasn't able to get popping. So at the end of the day, this is nothing but modern day payola. Okay? That's all it is. A lot of these folks who are shoved down our throats, they're not shoved down our throats because they're extraordinarily talented. Half these folks can't sing, dance, or rap, but they're constantly on the blogs. They're constantly in the, you know, online magazines. They're at all the Met Gala events, right? A lot of that is just PR. They paid money. Even with some of these verifications, people be paying money for that shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is where people need to stop getting so gassed up by the optics and by the name. 
You got to put in your own work. No, you, you, you can't ever think you can go into a situation and think somebody's about to put a stamp of approval on you and people are going to rot with you just because solely off of that cosign. The cosign means nothing if you don't know what to do with it, right? Just like we were speaking last week about Normani. As pretty as she is, as much as she can sing, she had the biggest star on her record. Where's the song today? You get what I'm saying? People can only push you so far. You have to be able to get out there. There has to be something about you. It doesn't matter how much you pay Karen Civil. If people aren't feeling you or your music, they're not going to rock with it. So I think that's where we need to have an honest conversation. People are saying Little Nas X. Yes, he's another person. He's being shoved down people's throat because he has a big media machine behind him. You know, but that's where, again... With Karen, I feel like she's taken advantage of this because she knows she has a name because of who she's ran with. People like Nipsey Hussle, Lil Wayne, and, you know, so many other people. So people see that and they automatically get gassed. Like, oh, well, if, she was, if she's with them, then, you know, she can do something for me. And then that's where you get people who are just trying to pay to be famous as opposed to getting famous the right way and letting it be about the music. Then it ends up being about me being on the blogs. It ends up being about the antics and all the bullshit that trends on social media. And then you have real, you know, artists who actually are talented, who are, you know, good singers and dancers, but they don't get that attention because they're not really shoved down our throats and they're not involved in anything crazy, ratchet, things like that. Just like with um, <clears throat> Chloe Bailey. Nobody was really checking for her before. She had her core fan base, right? When she was the so-called good girl. But it wasn't until she was able to push this hypersexualized image. And, you know, who knows how much rotten they don't think that these blogs aren't getting paid. A lot of these blogs get cut a check to report on certain celebrities, certain stories, just like when certain things happen, you notice that certain blogs don't speak on it, they were cut a check. Because how's this the biggest story on social media, but the shade room is quiet? But any other time, somebody could fucking eat a sandwich and post it on Instagram, two seconds later, it's on the shade room. So a lot of this stuff is payola. And people don't like to talk about it, but it's the truth. You know, so... In that situation, I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to be upset, but you also have to understand when you're paying for something, it may not always pan out. And my thing is, if I pay 60 grand for something, there better be receipts. There better be, you know, whole conversations on what was done, where my money was allocated, because let's keep it real. She probably had the free interns, like old girl was saying in the super chat. From NYU, writing up Journal Lucas blogs and Journal Lucas stories, not paying them and pocketing the majority of the money. Just like if you guys don't know, if you guys ever see on Instagram where you'll see these big celebrities and they'll have like all these Louis Vuitton bags, Fendi bags, and they'll say, go follow this person in order to try and win a new bag. Put a teacup if you guys have ever seen celebrities do that. I know Stasia has done it. Um, who is Kylie Jenner's best friend, a lot of them do this where they'll have a bunch of, you can enter into win a bag, you can enter into win a vacation, but you got to follow these 50 people. Okay, so you guys have seen that. Okay, that is 
It's a marketing ploy. And the people who do that, you pay these companies money. And then they attach you to that. Then they pay these celebrities the money to shout you out and have your name written in there. Because they know a majority of social media is just lemmings. And people will go follow whoever Kylie says to go follow. Whoever this basketball player says to go follow. Then y'all go follow them and it helps boost up their numbers. And then the fact that they were tweeted or mentioned by Kylie or whoever, you know, is doing the giveaway, that helps their stats on Instagram to get verified. So again, if if I if it was really something meaningful to me to get done, there's all types of ways you can go about getting verifications, getting publications, and everything else. The things that people do for clout on social media, y'all would be so surprised. So while you're following these people, just thinking, oh, well, I'm just following them because Kylie said they're cool. Kylie got cut a bag to add that person's name from a company that's trying to get that other person verified. So it's a lot of little tactics that people don't understand that work behind the scenes. But when people like me and others speak on it, you're just hating. You're just jealous. Of what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't live in a soup kitchen. I'm doing okay for myself, you know? I may not have the biggest brand recognition, and that's okay. Another thing I want to mention before, yes, Fire Festival, that perfect example. Fire Festival was one. Look how many people ran to go buy those tickets solely based, solely based on influencers, making it seem like it was going to be the next big thing. And because of the Fire Festival debacle, that is why the FCC cracked down and basically said, now, whenever you are paid by a company to promote something, you have to put hashtag ad. Because before, nobody could tell if it was an ad or not. Let's see here. Anthony Brian Logan, what's up, brother? Thank you for coming through. He says, the internet industry is cutthroat. People don't understand how much money there is to make. Exactly. And they don't understand all the dirt that goes on behind the scenes either. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this. I don't care what side of the fence you're on, what you believe in. To me, it's always about integrity. And I respect people who grind from the bottom and they just work their way up and they're not trying to do all these quick little shortcuts and stepping on folks and keeping up drama and a bunch of mess. Those folks tend to fall by the wayside. I'd rather have longevity. I'd rather have people know what they're going to get with me, which is I'm going to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't like it, keep it fucking moving. You know, so yeah, it's very cut though. It's a lot of sneaky shit that goes on behind the scenes. And she's a big perpetuator of that nonsense. You know, and it's like it's like this click. You know, it's like this blog click. I don't do clicks. I've never been that girl. I wasn't the, I wasn't popular at all in high school. I had my little friends, you know, and I hung with my cousins. You know, I, I didn't, uh, I went to, when I went to school, I went for certifications for IT. So I was never one of them girls who wanted to be in a sorority, never was in a gang. I just don't do clicks. I don't click up with people. I like genuine connections. If I like you and we have something in common, I'll ride with you till the wheels fall off rather than me trying to conform and, and be with like a click of people. I don't like that. You know, and that's what it is right now. It's just a lot of people trying to click up and then they'll all click up. Okay. And then they just start backstabbing each other. Now this person's so horrible, but they weren't horrible when you was running the streets with them and co-signing them. You know? 
So it, the whole thing is just, it's very, very crazy. It's very crazy. Um, but yes, a lot of celebrities do this. You know, a lot of celebrities do this and, and they pay blogs and they do all types of stuff to keep their names out there. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. Uh, let's see. Vibes. Jayla says, you look beautiful as always, auntie, giving me gothic angel vibes. Going to watch the playback, sending love and positivity from NYC. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Shy Guy says, Karens can't be trusted. Facts. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shy Guy. Uh, Kitty the Jackson said, 1999. She says, I'm so happy you are alive. Always brightens up my day. Definitely, Kitty. Thank you so much. And I sent your package out to you, so I hope you get it soon. So thank you for just always being a true supporter of my channel. I really appreciate it. Uh, Caramel Sweet says, I'm supposed to be typing this research paper, but this tea is too juicy. I know that's right, sis. But good luck on that research paper, and thank you. Uh, Sky Simone says, hey, T, send a love from LA. I had to sneak and send a super chat at work. Can't wait to watch the playback. Definitely. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you. Um, Let's see here. Iman sent $5 from Canada. Thank you, Iman. Uh, Karen, another Karen. <laughs> she sent $49.99. Says, definitely was craving a lot from you today. You look beautiful. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Um, Affirm Fro T Culture TV sent $1.99. Says, hey, T, love you and Jesus loves you. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you for coming through. Um, let's see here. Fujimoto sent five. Says, hey, auntie, just wanted to say hi. I'm going to go vote in an hour. Keep Canada in your prayers. Uneasy times ahead. Stay beautiful and be blessed. Definitely. And thank you so much for the love and the super chat. And good luck to y'all in Canada, honey. Canada's a whole nother animal. But thank you. Uh, let's see here. Genesis Gang says, half the time, we don't even know who you be talking about. I'm just here because I love you. Well, that's all that matters. So thank you. Hopefully when you leave this live, you'll know more about who I'm speaking of. Um... So it was a lot of things. Like I said, it was a lot of nuances to unpack with that interview. So let me go ahead and play the Jason Lee thing. And I'm, then I'm going to get on the breakfast club. If I forget to speak on them, remind me after the Jason Lee video. But I, I'm going to remember because I have to I have to call out the breakfast club because they also are a perpetuator of the bullshit. But let me go ahead and play Jason Lee's audio. This is him confronting Karen Civil and Karen Civil basically admitting to paying a hacker to hack Hollywood Unlock as if this is just okay behavior. So let me go ahead and play this. Give me, hold on, pull it up in this player here. Okay, let me share my screen with y'all. Here on this new account I had to create so I can get in the room because apparently either me or somebody on the stage have each other blocked and I couldn't come in for my account. And I'm driving and I'm not going to get myself worked up because I want to make sure that the tone of the conversation don't distract you from the message because sometimes the tone can make you get distracted from what is actually being said. I'm not here to defend Jesse Wu because all I do is report what people are saying. She said what she said. We posted that. We posted Karen's response. I'm not here to talk about what Joyner Lucas is saying about you taking this money. I'm not here to talk about um, Meek, Mill. Uh, uh, Meek Mill or what Cameron said or what James R. said. Karen, you sent me you sent me multiple cease and desist letters for posting stories about people saying that you took their money. 
You and I used to be friends. You and I used to be neighbors. Before Hollywood Unlocked, you know, I owned a credit repair company and I fixed your credit. That's how close we were. Close enough for you to Jason, give me all. Jason, Jason, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let Jason finish. Let Jason finish. Let Jason finish. We stayed in the same building. We were cool. You gave me a lot of game coming in on how to finesse in a, in a, in a marketing way because you're a master marketer. You're also a master at damage control. I'm not here for all of the stuff that everybody said. I got the cease and desist letters, and you know, like I told Walter, who I know and who used to be my attorney too, fuck a cease and desist letter. I'm going to write what I need to write. And then what you did as a result of me not taking that story down, you hired that kid to hack Hollywood Unlocked. You know you paid him the 20000 You sent him all the receipts. You said it was you and Punch from TDE that were going to help him become a rapper. This kid don't know nobody in the industry. He don't know nothing. All he knows is he poor and he want to get out the hood, and you promised you was going to help him if he took me down. You told him to take down all my personal shit too. The only thing is you didn't pay the back end, so he got at me and he gave me that information. You know I called you about it. I recorded our conversation. We're not even gonna act like that didn't happen. I recorded our conversation. I was filming Wildin' Out, a show, a show that I can't be fired from because you you did this and I Wait, confronted you on it. Your phone is breaking up. He breaking up, kid. Your, your phone we also ran into each other at West Hollywood. At that hey, Jason, 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 run it back. Your phone was breaking up, bro. After Nick Cannon and Wildin' Out, I ain't heard nothing you said. After Nick Cannon, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, I had to take my shit off. I said, I said I can't be fired from Wildin' Out because I'm on the show. I've been on there five seasons. I got a contract with TV, so that wouldn't work there. The thing, what you did was you 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 used your your relationships and you used your money and you used. Your your you your phone is breaking up. Your phone is breaking up. But I can I can answer Jason right now. Hold on, no, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm gonna fully tell. You're the major. You're the major. It's because whoever's unmuted. Jason, get to where you got from. There you go. I'm out. Oh. On Instagram. Okay. Can't hear you. Okay. He said he's gonna go to Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Karen. No, he says when it comes back, when it comes to when it comes to Jason, I'm all my bullshit with Jason because me and Jason had a lot of back. So he's one. Yeah, he's one who's absolutely right. He's absolutely right in a certain sense, not with all of it. Yes, we were neighbors. You didn't fully help me with my credit. Sean Scales is actually helping me with my credit now and has been for the last few years. So you posted something, you posted something, me and Jason would have our back and forth because you know who he was, he was who he was with, who I was with. Yes. And this gentleman here, can you guys hear me? Yeah. All right, cool. And and the, the person he's referring to was not Punch at TDE. That was somebody totally different. Yeah, this kid, this kid is a hacker. And to a point of, yeah, Jason, you you playing this game? Yeah, I hit this nigga. Nobody promised him twenty thousand dollars. Nobody promised him a rap career or nothing like that. He decided to double back and tell you some stuff. You called me. He, Jason called me about it. I admitted it to Jason. See, that's what that's what he's not including in here. I admitted it to Jason. Jason and I, I apologized to Jason. Gave Jason an, the person's info at Instagram. Got him verified. 
thought it was copacetic because afterwards Jason hit me about Nip's funeral and I thought we were cool. But yeah, he's absolutely right. Me and him did have a back and forth and it was a lot of shit. So when one person, so when he goes on his rant and his tangent and he's upset, he got a right to be upset. Me and him would go back and forth in war because that's one person I'll agree on. Me and him didn't see eye to eye. But the most recent stuff is confusing to me because I thought we apologized to one another. But at the same time, I can't. His hurt doesn't have an expiration date. So I can't be mad at him for that. So I'll own that. But there, there, there are a few things he mentioned. <clears throat> there was no clarity. That wasn't punch a TDE. Nobody told this little kid $20,000 because this kid is still in my inbox now trying to ask me for music, play his music and everything else. No one gave this kid any false hope. But yeah, Jason is right on that. I told Jason to take something down. It had nothing to do, at this time, it wasn't with Walter. I had him to take something down that was personal with a client. He did it, and I did what I had to do, and I apologized. It got back to Jason. Jason called me upset, flipping, like, why the fuck would you do this? This is how I eat. I can own my bullshit for that. Yes, of course. Me and him, I apologized to him. We spoke on the phone. He probably did record it. And you can hear my apology on it. And I gave it to him. Then Nip's funeral happened. I gave him tickets to that. I thought we spoke with to each other in Hollywood at an event. I thought it was cool. Then the most recent videos, I know he don't get along with other bloggers. And I, I, I'm assuming for my take, I thought he thought I teamed up with him. Nah, how Jason felt before, that was his feelings. But I apologized to him. But again, like I said, certain times hurting got an expiration date. So he's allowed to feel how he want to feel. But my but but my conscience is clear from it because I apologize to him on the phone. So what was who was who was next? Child. Okay, so y'all just heard that bullshit. She basically admitted, right? Everybody, a lot of people behind the scenes have been known and, and heard about this. She admitted to having somebody hack Jason's page. On Hollywood Unlocked. That is illegal. You can't do that. Like, you know, it's one thing to admit, like, yeah, well, I was being an asshole. I was being selfish. That is, that's against the law. He really now has a case, especially being that she admitted it. See, before for other people, it was just, you know, Jason is just a messy ass blogger and, oh, that's just, you know, conspiracy tea. She admitted it. And it doesn't matter if you paid him 20000 or 20 bucks. Either way, you had somebody to try and take down your competition. And this is what I'm saying. This is how dirty the blogging, micro-blogging, Instagram world gets. That people do things like this to each other to try and take them down. You know, and it's it's insane. What this has taught me, and I hope this, I hope you guys are taking this lesson as well from this whole Karen situation, is that this this whole conversation on Clubhouse just really exposes how cutthroat the, the industry is. People always want to act like it's just the music industry. Oh, it's the big labels. The big labels are the bad guy. It's Diddy. It's, you know, uh, Atlantic. Oh, everybody's on their payroll. But y'all never take a look at some of these bloggers who also have their hands in the pot. The celebrity world is it's a, it's a really dirty world. And people will do anything to get to the top and stay on top. And when they start seeing, because you notice how she says Jason doesn't get along with other blogs. Most of these blogs do not get along with each other. It's insane. They really, like it almost pains them to have to shout each other out and say, like if this is a shave room, it almost pains them to say this story came from Hollywood Unlocked. 
If it's a story that Hollywood Unlocked is breaking, it almost pains them to say that this story was broke by the shade room. It's insane. Meanwhile, I don't give a shit. I'm like, via Hollywood Unlocked, via shade room, via Jasmine brand, moving on. And then I add my little commentary to it. You know, so all this, people talk all this game about, oh, we all need to come together. Black people need to support each other, this and that. But if y'all see the shit that goes on behind the scenes, child, that's why I just sit back and sit my tea and keep to myself, honey, and just, you know, pray. Because it's, it's, it's dirty. You know, to hack somebody's page over whatever reason to me is just insane. That's that's messing with somebody's business. That's messing with their livelihood. You know, it'd be wrong if Jason Lee did it to Karen. You know what I'm saying? It, it's wrong. Don't hack somebody's page. Don't hack somebody's livelihood, how they take care of their family. I mean, the whole situation was a hot damn mess, honey. And then the fact that she just talks like this is, you know, the, the gaslighting, you know, the, the sweet voice and yeah, I was upset, but I thought it was all water under a bridge. And I apologize for that. Ma'am, this is a federal crime. What do you mean? You're lucky. I guess you're lucky he accepted the apology. Because, you know, had he recorded or recorded their conversation, he could have took that to the police. You know, so the whole thing is just, it's insane. But I want to get on The Breakfast Club. Thank y'all. I see y'all reminding me. Matter of fact, I think uh, Young Kobe has sent a super chat. He did. Young Kobe sent $5. He said, Leonard and The Breakfast Club were deflecting today, trying to protect the go-along, get-along gang. Yes, Thank you, young Kobe. Now, I don't know if y'all got a chance to listen to The Breakfast Club. And I usually don't listen to them anymore because they've been on bullshit. But I really wanted to listen today because I know Charlamagne has a really, you know, deep relationship with Mrs. Karen Civil. So I said, well, I want to see how Charlamagne handles this. You know what I'm saying? And it was such bullshit. It, it was just the thing that bothers me with The Breakfast Club and Charlemagne. When it's something that he doesn't want to address, all of a sudden, here comes all this fake ass spiritual, you know, talk and ho oh, and ho oh, hum hum. And I just hope they all find peace. I hope everything's okay. I don't know why my name was mentioned. I don't want to be a part of this low vibrational nigger nonsense. He kept saying the word low vibrational. Interesting. You don't say it any other damn time, but I think he said low vibrational at least five times during his segment. Now, what's very interesting is that when Monique came on the show and was just basically asking him, don't give me donkey of the day because my situation is, is it's more serious than that. I'm fighting for not only myself, but for the young women coming behind me. And he wanted to argue with her, tie down to her, clown her. But when it came to, to Karen Silva, honey, that motherfucker was walking on all types of eggshells. Oh, oh, it's low vibrational. Oh, I don't really want to talk about this. Oh, it's a lot going on. I've never done business with Karen, but that's, you know, that's my home girl. Oh, his energy was totally different when it was somebody he was, you know what I'm saying, very, very close with. I don't respect that because at the end of the day, your friend, a true friend is able to hold another friend accountable, point blank, period. If somebody says something I'm not cool with, and even though we're friends, I, I as a friend should be okay enough to call you out or say, you know what, even though you're my homegirl, you done met my wife, we done kicked it, whatever, whatever. The fact that you had Jason Lee's page, totally uncalled for, I can't stand by that. The fact that he chose not to mention it, totally, you know, just skated past that, tells me everything I need to know. The Breakfast Club at this point in time needs to stop doing commentary. 
They, they, I, I don't know what they do because at this point they don't even give their opinion. They're only strong when it's somebody they don't fuck with. Then all of a sudden there's all this extra bravado and all this, you know, rah, rah. But when it's somebody that they, that they fool with, oh, the energy is very, very different. Very different. So, I, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I just thought it was bullshit. Because that, that's not the same energy he had when it was Monique on the show. A very disrespectful, condescending energy. But this girl just admitted to a crime, to hacking somebody, and it's, oh, I don't want to talk about this low vibrational stuff. I just, I couldn't deal with it. I thought it was whack. They, they, they play these, you know, these, they play both sides of the fence and, you know, everything, all this whole mental health talk. And it was just nonsense. Call out your friend. What she did was wrong. She's done a lot of stuff. And then he tried to play it off like, well, I never heard about this. I never heard about that. But you have heard about the Journal Lucas situation. And even then, it was like he really didn't want to even go there. He did admit to calling or Karen calling him about Jordan Lucas and trying to get him on the breakfast club. You know, he did admit to that. But again, is that not a form of payola? Like I was saying before, there's a problem. Let me call my friend at the radio and see if he can fix it and get you on the show. So I just thought it was just really, really tacky. Um, so this whole situation is crazy. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, going forward, if Jason is going to do anything but it looks like, you know, it was very easy to dismiss Cameron. And sometimes things like that happen because of who the messenger is. Because like I said, Cameron was saying this several years ago, you know, after she was on Tax Stone's podcast, just, you know, capping. He was blasting her and going off. But because people didn't like the messenger, the message got ignored. That's why sometimes I have to stop being upset at the messenger and sometimes just listen to the message. The message shouldn't go over your head, depending on who's relaying that message. Because had people listened to what Cameron was saying several years ago, maybe the Jessica Woos of the world wouldn't be in the situation that they're in today with Karen Civil. I'm just saying. So, child, whoo, that Karen Civil breakdown, I can't believe I've been out here already an hour. That breakdown was long. But shout out to everybody in here. Please hit that like button. Uh, let's see here. Beyonce. Blonde lace front set 1999 says I'm late, but I want to say that Nikki blasted Karen Civil in 2017 for her dealings with Onika. Yes, he did. And what I find really interesting about this situation, because Meek Mill, of course, he had to get back involved in the situation, honey. So he was blasting Karen Civil again. Let me see if I can find the one with Meek. And she had all the smoke for Meek Mill. I think it was on the shade room. Let me see if I can find it on the shade room. Because Meek Mill came out, was blasting her, and she came and was really, like, going at Meek. Let's see. Can I find it? There's, there's like, so much stuff there. Okay. Here it is. Let's see. Yeah, she had a lot of smoke for Meek Mill. All right. Let me, let me show y'all this. Let me share my screen real quick here. Okay, so this is what Meek Mill uh, ended up writing. He says, people thought I was high and just ranting. I'm not mad at her. She's a woman. I'm over it. I'll appreciate it if she says something about that, though. We were real friends. I used to give her a lot of exclusive records for her website. And then Young Breed says, yep, yep. And then he says, Karen was my friend and turned on me for an opportunity. 
start having blogs posting negative about me on some conspiracy shit. LOL. I forgive her, but I'm definitely, but I definitely don't want to deal with y'all industry people that move like that. You should admit that you did that to me too. So that's what Meek says. So then Karen came on and she went off. She says, let me see here. At Meek Mill, you know damn well I ain't have no sight play you. I literally just supported your album and shown you nothing but cordialness, cordialness, <laughs> and respect the last few years when we've seen each other. Then she says, sat on clubhouse rooms defending you and didn't take part in these Twitter key, key, key moments. Like, come on with the BS narrative. So I found that interesting that she has smoke for Meek and was, re- was responding to Meek. But when Jordan Lucas was first tweeting before the whole clubhouse conversation took place, she completely ignored him. She didn't reply back to the theft of 60000 and everything that Jordan Lucas was saying. Um, then she also ignored Jason Lee until the whole clubhouse thing. But being that the whole meat and milk thing didn't really involve him paying her any money, she responded to that fairly quickly, which I thought was very interesting as well. So, child, I'm over this Karen situation. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic here. Um, I want to go ahead and hit on the whole Nicki Minaj thing. Now, this was insane. As we all know, like I said, I may not be a big fan of Nicki and her antics and her husband, honey. But I support her with that whole vaccine situation. You know, I believe that anybody should have the right to ask questions about what's going into their body. And nobody should be shamed of that. And like I've spoken before, I'm tired of the divisiveness between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So what is very interesting is that, like I said, during that live, when she got up during the, uh, this was the same days I met Gala, she came onto Twitter because, of course, people were looking for her. Like, why is she not at the Met Gala? This is the biggest event for all these rich celebrities. You know, Nikki slays every year. So that's the same day that Nikki came on and she said that she couldn't go because of the C-19 and also because the Met Gala makes you get, you know, they make you get vaccinated, vaccinated, sorry. And so she was saying that that's why she didn't go. Other people were saying that it was because there was a Chuck E. Cheese up the street. And we all know, you know what I'm saying? Kenneth Petty is a registered, you know, uh, whatever, you know, the R word. And so folks were saying that. But then I was also thinking, like I said in that live stream, I wonder if it's because she's dodging being served. Because remember, just a few days before that, it hit the blogs that they were trying to serve her, but that Nikki and Kenny were, you know, dodging their summons. They didn't respond to the to the summons. And at that point, the court was going to send out a server. So I felt that the reason why she didn't go to the Met before this whole vaccine C-19 situation was because how embarrassing would that be to be served at the Met Gala in front of your peers? So I believe that that's why she didn't go. But then she also spoke on the C-19 situation. That spun into a whole mess of Ballgate, right? And I will stand behind her with the whole Ballgate situation. Um, But like I said, I never believed the story from day one. I felt like she should have just said, you know what? They wanted me to be vaccinated. I haven't done my, you know, I need to do more research. I'm not putting something that I don't know what's in there into my body. And that's it. That's all. I don't feel like she had to, you know, make up the whole story about her cousin's friend in Trinidad having swollen balls and all that stuff. Right. So now it's come out 
that Nicki Minaj and Kenny have both officially been served. So let me go ahead and pull up this article here really quick. Give me just a second. What happened? Okay, I'm back. Can y'all hear me? It's like it went black real quick. Let me make sure y'all can see and hear me. Can y'all see and hear me? Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It just went black. Oh, shit. Oh, gosh. All right, let me just go ahead and talk real quick. I guess they must want me off of here. All right, so let me share my screen. Like, it just went, like, totally black. That was just weird. Okay, so this is the article I want to show you guys. So this is Nikki and good old Kenneth Petty. So they're saying here, the summons was issued Wednesday after the couple were given 21 days to respond to the complaint or face a default judgment. Weeks prior, Hugh filed a lawsuit against the couple for consistently harassing her and allegedly bringing her to recant her and allegedly bribing her, excuse me, to recant her story. She says that the harassment started in 2018 and the couple's associates threatened her via social media. So these were the receipts here. And as you see, they were served on 9-13. Well, what else happened on 9-13? Let's see if I have it here. Oh, shit. Oh, 9-13, the Met Gala. So the same day that she went on her rant about the act scene and these swollen balls was the same day her and her husband were served, was also the same day at the Met, as the Met Gala. So maybe they had a feeling that these people were closing in on them and it made sense not to go because that'd be hell of embarrassing to get served on the red carpet. So the whole situation is crazy. We're going to have to wait to see what happens. But I just wanted to show you guys that because a lot of people were saying that, is this the reason why she keeps ranting? Is she ranting because she's deflecting because there's a summons after her? Well, now it's been proven that that summons not only went after her, but that her and her husband were both served. And it's sad because, again, this had nothing to do with Nikki. And I just feel like she shouldn't have spoke on that situation, you know, because I was before her. And as we all know, when you get with somebody, they're always going to make the other person just seem like the worst person in the world. And, you know, they're always going to minimize their part. So at that point, it's best for you to just stay out of it. So it'll be very interesting to see how that happens. But, you know, at the end of the day, Ballgate aside, I don't disagree with anything that she said during her rant during Ballgate. Granted, she ranted and said it to deflect from this damn summons. But what she said was truth. So again, I'm not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater just because Nikki and Kenny are on some weirdo shit. She still said a lot of truth to a lot of these mainstream publications, especially Don Lemon with his, you know, divisive ass. I'm very just, I'm very surprised at Don Lemon's attitude. You know, like I said, some of these people who have been vaccinated act like they died on the, sin, on the, on the cross for our sins. You know, it's like all of a sudden they have a new level of elitism. Very interesting. So let's see here. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I found out about that today. The actor and comedian AJ Johnson, he passed away. They're saying that it was from a heart attack. So I don't know if he just had a natural heart attack. If there's some, you know, drugs at play, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there'll be more information, but he was a really good actor. And Friday to this day is still one of my favorite movies. Shit. My neck! My back! My neck! Get my back! Get your ass up. It ain't even wet over there. I'll settle out of the court right now for $150. $5 in the job breaker? <laughs> I can caught that whole damn movie, honey. I love me some Friday. That is like a cult classic. And he made Friday. Ezel. Oh my goodness. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. You look like you're taking this shit. <laughs> when you get done, I'll sit it all up for $5. <laughs> that was my movie. Rest in peace to AJ, honey. Ezel was like, a, that was just one of those characters that you would never, ever forget. There was an Ezel in every hood. There was that crackhead. All he did was fix shit <laughs> for a crack rock. <laughs> That was my movie. So rest in peace to him. We are losing so many people. It is crazy. We're losing so many people out here. It's sad. It just goes to show you that life is just short. You know what I'm saying? And cherish every moment. So, um, but much respect to him. Let's see here. Now also, okay, I got to talk about this before I leave. I've not been on already for an hour and 12 minutes. I got to talk about this whole Jeannie Mai situation. Okay. Um, Jeannie just came out to let everybody know, honey, that she is pregnant. So, you know, for the most part, people are happy for her. But a lot of people are, are questioning it, too. Um, a lot of people are kind of calling her out and clowning her as well. Because, as you guys know, Jeannie Mai was very against getting pregnant. She didn't want to have any kids with her first husband. Um, you know, Freddie. I was calling him Frankie, but Freddie, that was his name. She didn't want to have any kids with him, and she was very adamant about that. But now that she's got her dark meat on the side, all of a sudden she's pregnant. So people are kind of questioning it. Let me go ahead and play you guys what she told The Real today. She announced her pregnancy. So let me go ahead and open this really quick and share this with y'all. Give me just a second. Ah, hold up. Wrong one. Okay, this screen here. All right, let's go ahead and watch this. I will say, um, oh. Oh. um he, uh, take your time. I think the reason why it's such a big deal is because, um, Jeezy made me realize that. I've never really felt safe in my life, yeah. you know? I've never really truly felt safe. And of course it has to do with things that happened when I was younger, but when you know what feeling unsafe is like, that becomes your world. And falling in love with Jeezy, meeting somebody who also didn't feel safe in their life, mm. we began to really create a place where our happiness mm -hmm spelled out what safe looked like oh, around us. That's beautiful. So as soon as you feel safe in a healthy relationship, all of a sudden you start having visions and dreams. And for both of us at the same time, it would be 
becoming parents, having mm-hmm. kids. Oh. And for him, he's already gone through that journey. He knows it so well. Mm-hmm. But when we first started dating, that was the one thing, you know how transparent I am. When yeah. I say like in the first date, I lay it out there. I don't want to ever mislead somebody and I don't want them to get mixed expectations. So I always said, I don't plan on having kids, you know, mm-hmm. where are you at? And he's like, I got two, I got two beautiful children. Yeah. So actually I'm good. So we were like, great, let's just have fun and date and yeah. get to know each other. But as we started to fall more of this healthy love with each other, mm-hmm. we said, I see having kids with you. Wow. Yes, and that's healthy. Wow. That's healthy. You have so much love wow. to give. You. you are pouring Thank out you. love. And, Thank and, you. and I'm just so excited. Can I feel like you can tell me All right, let me come on the screen, honey. So, of course, they're already fetishizing this black and Asian baby that's not here yet. Um, this is my issue with the whole thing. I don't care about her, you know, announcing her pregnancy. That's her business. People do have the right to change their mind. But I remember when Freddie, um, I just, I always thought it was bullshit. I, I just always thought the whole, I don't want kids and I, me and Freddie don't want kids. I thought it was bullshit because as human beings, right? The reason why we're all put here for the most part is to procreate. Most people want to see themselves in a little person. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, um, some people wait until later on in life to have children. Some people have kids early, just whatever. For the most part, people want kids or they want to see themselves or see what their child would look like with, you know, whatever. And especially when you're married, I always thought the whole we don't want kids was bullshit. I, I I never bought into it because remember when they got divorced, six months after the divorce, Freddie already had his new girlfriend pregnant. So a lot of people with the help of Jeannie Mai, because she was definitely throwing a lot of shade and crying and all that extra shit, thought that Freddie may have been cheating on her while they were still together, while they were going through their divorce. But I remember it was like a huge issue when it came out that he was having a kid and people were like upset and mad and, oh, he must have been cheating. And how dare he, you know, already has somebody pregnant. But I knew it never made any sense because it's just like most men, they want children. Because what's the point of even being married? You know, and if they don't want kids, maybe, you know, you adopt or whatever. But most people, you know, want to have a child of their own. Most. I'm not saying everyone, but most. I just never felt it being sincere from Jeannie Mai or from Freddie. I just wasn't buying it. I felt like he wanted children. And maybe at that time she wasn't ready or she knew she wasn't really into him. So she didn't want to have kids. Because sometimes what I notice is that if somebody says we are not here to procreate, maybe you're not here to procreate. But in the Bible, that's what it says. Be fruitful and multiply. <clears throat> so I don't know why you're here, but damn it, I was here to procreate. Okay. So one thing I've noticed is people who act like they're so adamant or so against something, low-key want the thing that they're so against. Okay. Case in point, somebody sent me a video today of Regine. So let me go ahead and drag Regine into this. Now remember, Regine was the same girl who would go on these hobo tours you know, running after the girls that Lucci liked and talking about these girls and their bodies being done, always throwing shade at these girls, these strippers and these IG models, 
Then when she broke into the, the cucumber party and was, you know, just just really going in on these women and saying that they're trash. And then somebody sent a video today and I was surprised at that. first. I'm like, well, who the hell is this? Then I realized it was Regine. I'm going to just show you all the video. I can't play the music. She's dancing like a stripper, but I can't play you all the music. So let me just, this is just like a case in point. Let me show y'all this real quick. So it's muted, but this is Regine right here. I think she's dancing to Chloe's song. Now remember, this is the same girl who for years would go in on women who carried themselves like this, right? But once she got her body done, now all of a sudden you're behaving in the same way as the women that you were knocking. I just, I don't know. I just find shit like that just very very strange. I mean just just very strange because when the girls were doing this at the pool party, they were all types of thoughts and they didn't respect themselves. But now you're doing it for the gram. And she's grown. She can do what the hell she wants to do. But I'm just using that as an example that sometimes folks who talk the most shit. They're talking all that shit and it's nothing but cat. They want it too, but it's just not, you know, maybe it's because their body's not where they want it to be. Or maybe the person that they're with is not the right person. You know what I'm saying? So instead of just saying that, I'm going to act like I'm just, you know, a super feminist and I'm just so against and I just, I don't want anything to do with children. and I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And then she gets with Jeezy. Now all of a sudden we're pregnant. There's maternity shoots and everything else, you know, Congratulations, but I just find that just, I find it just very interesting. I don't feel one way or another, but I just find it very interesting. Because like I said, when Freddie, you know, she claimed that he didn't want any kids. Well, obviously that was a lie because he knocked somebody up six months after the divorce. And now he has two children. So much so, remember Freddie's girl, because she tried to say that Freddie was having to pay spousal support. And his wife, the, the woman that was his girlfriend is now his wife. She blasted Jeannie Mai. She went off on social media because she kept seeing Jeannie Mai throwing shade um, at Freddie. And I don't want to play the video. I think I might be playing snippet. She's basically trying to say that she was playing Freddie spousal support. I just walked into the 40s club and I, I absolutely yeah. start seeing things differently. Mm -hmm. And even though I, I hear what Mary's, Mary's saying, but... I would add to that because I was married to somebody who had more money than me, mm -hmm. but because I was a stronger earner and we lived in California, a shocking thing slapped me in the face when we divorced and I had to end up paying him mm -hmm. my earnings. Yeah. And that I'm not going to play it all. Y'all can go look for it. So then uh, basically the girl, her name is Lin uh, Lindsay tool. This is her page here. So this is these, this is Freddie and Lindsay. This is their two kids. So he's moved on. He has two children now, boy and a girl. So she was saying, hold on, let me find that page. She was saying, uh, looking out for yourself is why you're still miserable. Your complete focus on yourself is why you are divorced. Yourself being the most important thing to you in this entire world is why you keep making up lies for more attention. Then she says, stop trying to tear someone down who has done absolutely nothing to you. Never one time has Freddie brought up your name or drug it through the mud where it belongs. Every week you got some new dramatic story so that you can get more pity and attention. How many more lives are you going to make up before you are satisfied? Stop trying to make things up for people to feel sorry for you. 
So that was from Freddie's new wife. This was just in 2019. See, people have a short memory. I, I keep receipts. So that was just his, that was his new wife saying that at the time, the girlfriend, you know, because she did keep throwing all this salt on his name because I felt like she low key felt the way because he was having a kid with this woman, even though they were divorced. So now, you know, she has her baby on the way, but this is what I also find interesting. <laughs> I just got to keep it real. Sorry. When I Google Freddie's net worth, this is what comes up. Hold on, let me find it. Okay, but we'll, we'll start with Jeannie's. Let me go ahead and pull hers up. So this is Jeannie's net worth. She's worth $4 million. This is Freddie's. Freddie is worth $2 million, around $2 million. So now let's pull up Jeezy. Hold up. Is it, where's Jeezy's? Hold on. Yeah, I got all these pages. Jeezy, Jeezy. Hold up. Where's Jeezy's page? I had his up. Jeannie. Uh. Okay, let me just Google. Jeezy's what? Because I think he's like worth like 15. Ah. Six. This one, he's worth more than that, though. Like around 10, there it is, 10 million. And in other places, they estimate closer to 15. So is it really a far stretch to feel like she was more comfortable getting pregnant by Jeezy? Not only because, one, she's more into hip-hop. She grew up in the Bay. She grew up around more people of color. Plus, as a Black man, he's worth a significant amount of money. He's worth more than her and definitely worth more than her white ex-husband. So I, I just got to keep it real. I think that also helped to ease her mind and, you know, relax her into wanting motherhood. Not saying that if she was with Freddie and they got divorced, she wouldn't be able to take care of her child. That's not what I'm saying because she's worth four million. What I'm saying is that some women will sit there and hold out until they meet somebody that they feel is in the tax bracket that they're looking for. And on top of that, she's also gotten way more clout way more attention from the black community, from hip hop, being in this relationship with Jeezy than she ever got with the with the white man, Freddie. So I believe a lot of this factored into it. You know, everybody's all like, oh, she just changed her mind. Yeah, well, a lot of things helped her to change her mind. But y'all's not ready for that conversation. So on that note, I'm out. <laughs> Congratulations. But, um, I, you know, I just see a lot of stuff for what it is. I'm not, you know... Because that energy was really funny when Freddie was having kids and, you know, all the shade that was being thrown his way. But now the son, we're supposed to ignore all that. And it's just, oh, she changed her mind. You know, she found the right man. Her and Jeezy are so in love. Well, you know, Jeezy comes with a lot of, you know, clout. And not only that, his net worth is sitting pretty nice. You know? And then she's going to have that, you know, cute little exotical baby. They was ready, you know, fetishizing the child as the end of the clip was playing. So it's a win-win for her. They don't really fetishize white and, white and Asian babies. But black and Asian babies, oh, best believe this baby's going to be all over social media. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, you know, but that that's how I'm looking at it. It was a lot of things that helped her come to that decision, but y'all can sit and believe it was just love if y'all want to. Um, so yeah. <laughs> on that note, you guys, I've been out here for an hour and a half. I'm about to get ready to go. But thank you guys once again for joining me on this live stream. I really appreciate it. I hope I was able to break everything down for you guys. Um, I know y'all wanted me to talk about that case with that missing uh, van life girl. And I've been keeping up with the case. Trust me. Um, Gabby Petito, um, they believe that they found her body today. So I will be probably doing a video or a podcast on that situation. I've definitely been keeping up with it. And this is why I tell people there's no such thing as couple goals. Okay. And be careful who you idolize and, and what relationships you put on a pedestal. Because while a lot of people was, you know, her and her man was couple goals, can't nobody find her. And now they're saying that, you know, this man then killed her. So the whole situation is just sad. Only 22 years old. You know, it's just real sad. So you guys, once again, like I said, thank you guys for joining me today. I appreciate it. Um, let me see. I think I had a few more super chats. Let me read these last few super chats and I'm going to be out. Um... Diana Troy says she saw she couldn't collect a bag for being the preference and she's taking it and running with it. Mm. Thank you so much, Diana, for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, Kaisha Queen says it goes back to your previous video about Jeannie wanting a rich black man and her family's approval is other than being with a regular black man from Compton or whatever. Oh, yeah. Trust me. If he wasn't Jeezy, it would not have flown with her family, period. It had to be a certain type of black guy. That is why she got with the white dude, Fred, in the first place. Because in Asian culture, got to keep it real, they idolize white people. White is right. They put white folks on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? They, they worship the white man. So, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't going to get with, you know, Ray Ray from Compton. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the only way her family would accept him is because of who he is and the money that he has. Uh, let's see here. It's all it's on you, baby says facts. T same one saying that they don't want kids are the first ones having kids. Congrats. <laughs> congrats to Jeezy and Jeannie, though. LOL. Exactly. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Toya says just because it's always good commentary. Thank you so much for the twenty dollars. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan says Jeannie should have said she didn't want kids with Freddie. Because she wasn't happy, complete BS. Yeah, I think I'd have been able to buy that more, you know, than the whole, I don't want kids. I just don't want kids. Yes, you do. Stop. Um, Batria sent 20. Thank you so much, Batria. Appreciate you. Uh, Queen Rikia Soul says, yes, she needed her mind. She needed to mind her business. Michael Jackson, hee hee. Says, hey, T, Nikki knows how to play the media boy. I wonder, does Kenny have some type of dirt on her? And that's why she's doing what she's doing. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, if they end up going to trial or whatever for this case to see what all comes out. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Misty and Life with Lolo, they both sent super stickers. Thank you both so much. I appreciate y'all. Train with Jazz says, I think Jeannie had reservations due to sexual abuse. She underwent as a child. She never felt safe. Love your channel. And, you know, that might have been a part of it. I've heard that. 
But I mean, a lot of people have dealt with sexual abuse and still had children, you know, that just, and honestly, when you go through traumatic stuff like that, it just makes you more protective of your children. Honestly, you probably end up being an even better parent because now you know the signs to look for, you know, you know what conversations to have with your kids and things like that. But, you know, I won't diminish that. That might've had something to do with it, or it might've been, you know, the fact that Jeezy's her new partner, one or the other. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cabrona SF says my parents passed away before I got married. I couldn't see parenting without my mom's help. Like you said, there are always real reasons underneath. Correct. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Diana Troy says couldn't collect the bag. Sorry, spell check. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Shantria says love you T love you too. Thank you so much for the super chat. Lucky Charm says, I'm 21 and had my tooth removed. I'm tired of people telling me I made a mistake because I'm young. I'm not procreating for societal, religious, familial reasons. I'm happy with my choice and I ain't changing my mind. I know myself. That's, I've never heard of that, to be honest with you. 21 and you had your tooth removed just out the blue. Um, usually they won't even tie your tubes until you're 25. And they usually want it where you've had one of each, a boy and a girl. So I don't, maybe that's something I've never heard of anybody's, I mean, unless it's like for a medical reason. So I don't know, maybe it's for something medical. Because usually like they're really strict because when you tie your tubes, it's more permanent. So I didn't know that was an option for such young women. So I don't know. Um, let's see here. Weaver Nightmare says, Freddie Oz wanted kids, even though he was on the reel at times. He mentioned it at times to Jeannie. Jeannie didn't want kids with Freddie. Yeah, she said initially when they got together, he didn't want them either. Then I guess, but she said she didn't want them at all. And then he changed his mind later on down the line. Um, but yeah, All About Me Senpai says, that's what all these Mixianas call securing the black bag. Mm, black men fall for it every time. Kudos to you, bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. May sent $4.99. She said a super sticker. Thank you so much, May. I appreciate you as well. So thank you guys so much for the love and support. I will talk to you guys later. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.